Serials Canada is applauding the completion of negotiations for the Canada-UK Trade Continuity Agreement. Here's Daniel Ramage, Director of Market Analysis and Policy. Well, this is a really positive outcome for uh, Canadian wheat farmers and exporters because we do have such a long-standing trade relationship with the UK. Uh, it's, it's consistently within one of our top 15 uh, export markets globally. So having this transitional agreement just means that, uh, that we can expect more, more uh, stable uh, access uh, in that post-Brexit trade environment. How important is it to get a permanent uh, agreement in place as well? Well, that is something that, uh, that Canadian agri-food exporters are, are looking forward to. And um, I, I, I think from the perspective of wheat, um, moving, moving the uh, benefits that we gained under CETA uh, over through this transitional agreement is important, but there's always room to, to continue improving. Uh, and that goes across the board for Canadian agri-food exporters. So um, it, it is important to continue negotiations so that we have a, a permanent agreement and something that provides stable benefits over the long term. Each year, Canada exports uh, close to 350,000 tons of wheat into the UK. So it is, it is one, one of our largest markets, um, one, of the, one of our top 15 markets. And, and uh, what's important about the UK is that they're a fairly consistent buyer uh, and a fairly valuable partner. Um, the Canadian wheat industry actually has a, a fairly integrated supply chain into the UK. Uh, so there's there's mills and bakeries in the UK that actually contract directly with Canadian farmers each year, and that's a, a fairly unique uh, situation and and a very uh, important uh, relationship for Canadian farmers um, that uh, that we benefit from each year. That was Daniel Ramage. He's the director of market analysis and policy for Cereals Canada. The Alberta Wheat and Barley Commissions held their virtual regional meetings last week. Glenda Lee Allen Vossler was online for one of the sessions and caught Jonathan Drieger of Leftfield Commodity Research giving participants a marketing presentation. For now, Glenda Lee focuses in on his wheat and Durham update. If we look at, for example, the, the major exporters, wheat production is, is essentially flat if we look over the, over the major, major exporting countries. And so again, it's just a bit of an indication of a of a global situation that is a lot tighter than sort of that that headline number would would maybe suggest. And so we've had uh, an increase in production in, in Russia. They've had a larger crop. Australia will will have a sizable rebound in production this year, and then that impacts us in Canada. But crop a little smaller in Ukraine, crop smaller in the EU. Argentina's crop is coming down a little bit here more recently. And so, again, just a reflection of a, of, of a global situation when you think about it from an importer, exporter perspective, from a, a market perspective, that's not nearly as, as burdensome and, and heavy as you might think, again, looking at that headline number. He notes the CGC's weekly numbers show some marked improvement from global buying interests from importers. And the first uh, 14 weeks of the crop year, we've exported over a million tons more non-Durham wheat than we did at this time last year. Now, we got off to a notoriously slow start last year, and we ended with a bang. But, it, you know, it does show just how aggressively we've been moving wheat and some other commodities through the first part of this year and, and how good that early season export demand is has been for Canadian wheat uh, and, and through some other exporters as well. So this is a good story for wheat. Uh, 
you know, there's good demand for Canadian wheat. We're moving it. Been good in marketing and selling opportunities for growers and, and being able to take advantage of that movement. And so, uh, you know, we've got off to a great start and we think that this should continue at least for a while. Ultimately, over the course of the year, I kind of our expectation is that uh, we'll probably have uh, similar volumes that we did last year by the end. I don't think we'll be as aggressive towards the end. But again, just sort of a reflection of, uh, of just good movement and good demand early on in the, in the year. When it comes to the outlook for spring wheat, he thinks it will stay relatively firm, but spend some time going sideways, firming up later on. As for Durham, we've seen a good Canadian crop this year and big export demand. Uh, again, making some assumptions for Alberta, but I think it's a reasonable proxy and, and just, uh, again, you know, just, just the phenomenal improvement in the crop. And in terms of crop size, we, we have a crop that is going to be the largest since 1617. Historically, it's, it's a pretty large crop. That on its surface, you know, might think, okay, well, maybe that's kind of bearish for prices. And we've actually had some international clients say, geez, you know, look at the size of this Durham crop. Why is the price of Durham going up? The other part of it too, actually Durham exports got off to a pretty slow start to the season. So for example, this is uh, August, September, the StatsCan exports didn't really get going a whole lot through the first portion of the year. However, things have really cranked up since then. And so actually our expectation here is we're going to have record large Durham exports for the year. Uh, big shipments to Europe. We expect uh, movement to the, to the U.S. is going to be up. And so kind of our base scenario is we, you know, maybe more about call about 5.7 million-ish tons of exports. We sort of threw an alternative scenario that we sort of bounce around a little bit. And this isn't necessarily a forecast or a prediction, but, you know, kind of based on the pace of movement so far, based on the pace of movement into some key export destinations, uh, based on the fact that there just aren't that many other suppliers globally that can fill some of these holes, uh, it's not impossible that we could see actually that uh, that Durham export number crank up even further yet. So, so the exports slow start, but but just a, a real strong friendly outlook. So, this is our expectation for Canadian Durham ending stocks. Despite the fact that we actually had a bigger crop and a higher quality crop, two things: one is supplies actually didn't grow because the old crop carry-in was tighter, and B, huge export story. And so the outlook, in our opinion, is is I think the Durham prices still have some upside to them. That's Jonathan Drieger with Left Field Research Commodities for Golden West. I'm Glendalee allen Bossler. Thanks, Glendalee. That's it for the Prairie Eggwire for today. If you have any questions or opinions to share, send them to us by email, thefarmdesk at goldenwest.ca. On behalf of Glendalee allen Bossler, I'm Corey Canute. Thanks for listening and have a great afternoon. The Prairie Eggwire will return tomorrow on the Golden West Farm Network.